0: Listening to the EdReach Network.
1: Ed Gamer, episode thirty-nine on EdReach, the inner circle of games and learning. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, February eleventh, twenty twelve. Ed Gamer's part of the EdReach Network, EdReach.us giving education a voice. A big voice. Big stupendous Star Wars voice. <laughs> <laughs> this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I am SAC.
0: I wonder if when they were deciding to name it multiply, "multiple," massively multiplayer online right. games they ever considered... Massively online multiplayer games, because then they'd be moms. Moms. Like, did that come into the conversation?
1: You've been thinking about this for a while, haven't you? Yeah. I'm Jerry. (laughs) Jerry? Yes. Yes. Moms? Moms. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: My name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher in Schaumburg, Illinois.
1: And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois.
0: Jerry? Mm Mm-hmm. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I just a uh, normal week for me, grad classes, few grad classes, a couple more grad classes, and then a virtual world club. And then I had my grad class, but other than that.
1: Yeah, that sounds bad. like a pretty laid-back week.
0: Yeah, I just kind of live at Northern Illinois University.
1: And that's, there you go. That's now, do you have to do you go
0: on campus? Um, no. They, well, NIU has three campuses around where I am, the Hoffman okay. Estates, Naperville, and then there are their main campus in DeKalb. And luckily, I am not far from Naperville, and many of their teaching courses are offered there. So I take oh, just nice. about everything in Naperville, yes, about 20 oh,
1: minutes. Nice. Well, I need to apologize for last week, semi apologize. I, I can't really, you know, it's right. one of those things that I, I, we didn't have a show last week, as, as you guys know out there. And I woke up last Saturday morning, my youngest daughter had a fever of about 102. And Jerry and I started recording the show, and my wife comes busting into to my uh, my humble abode in my in my basement, my office, <laughs> Your office. and my office, and uh, showed me the thermometer, and my daughter's temperature got up to 103.9. Then later that night, it got up to 104.3. So uh, those of you parents out there understand that you know I. Quickly said Jerry. Sorry, I need to go. <laughs> so it was it was a pretty crazy weekend, and there was a lot. We've had a lot of kids out. Yeah, a lot of kids out with fevers. It, it high spreads fever.
0: so fast. It spreads so fast, and yes, especially in yeah. elementary schools because everybody wipes their face on their own shirts. And yes, you know, breathes uh, on things and
1: snot and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not good. Yeah, it's, so I, I'll so, just continually throughout the show refer to how it was better the first time I did it. What? The first oh, time the first we were recording. Oh, gotcha.
1: Yeah, gotcha. yeah so, so I do have that recording somewhere. So <laughs> pull that out, you know, when we become famous for doing this, you know, <laughs> the bloopers, the things that happened. Oh, bleep,
0: Jerry, I gotta go. Oh, oh dear. Yeah.
1: yeah so yeah.
0: It's... When it was 103, did you start seeing foreigner? Because I would have hot blooded. Hot blooded. Check it's... it and see. <laughs> Got a fever of a hundred and three. It doesn't fever. make anyone feel better when they have a fever no, of a hundred and three, no, but no first thing it's that ama- comes to mind. It's amazing how
1: such a small
0: thing can, um,
1: you know, heat up like an oven like that. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty crazy. So um, there's that. And then, you know, this, uh, was it yesterday? Um, those of you geeks out there know, and probably cringe or are or somewhat happy or, or what, but... Or you know, Star Wars
0: Episode One 3D is coming out. And yes.
1: Jerry, what's your greatest fear? Of seeing, um, uh,
0: seeing? Listen, something? it wasn't good enough seeing Jar Jar Binks in 2D. Now right. you get him in 3D. Right. Yeah. That's that's pretty. You know what's bad though <laughs> is
1: that my my youngest, who's you know she's seven, but um, she loves <laughs> I just cringe. I just cringe. She loves Jar Jar. Oh. It's just it's just it's just one of those things. It's yeah. they. It, the little kids like them. Nobody's perfect. Uh, nobody's perfect. But, it, <laughs> you know, so she woke up yesterday morning and I was getting her up, you know, and she's just like, leave me alone. I'm sleeping. And then all of a sudden this big smile pieces <laughs> her face and, and, you know, said, happy Star Wars day. Uh. <laughs> like, Awesome. That's funny. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. I just want to keep forgetting that. Yes, it's episode one. <laughs> there should be so, more to follow. Uh, yes. Well, yeah, that's what I'm ho you know, that's what I'm hoping is that they'll release all the rest of them. I guess I haven't really seen a plan of them doing that, but you would assume that they would do that.
0: As long as they don't chase everybody away with Jar Jar Binks, should be fine. Right. I think, uh, what was
1: it? Uh, Geek Dad, I think, had an article, because they always do these movie reviews for parents, and... Mm-hmm. You know, when can you go to the bathroom? Is it good? Where's <laughs> scenes that are kind of troublesome for young kids? Yada yada yada. And it was it was pretty good. It, it it did go through the details of how, you know, there are some pretty amazing scenes, especially the pod racing. Yeah. And that was really cool in 3D. Some scenes, the the author was talking about how it it would have been um, better in 2D. Yeah. But nobody on there – and I was just – I was very surprised. Nobody on there, even in the comments, mentioned the uh, the lightsaber scene, hmm. the fight scene at the end, which I think was one of the best choreographed um, lightsaber scenes yeah. that I've seen where with Darth Maul.
0: Yeah, sure. That's awesome.
1: Nobody, oh, man. Some of those were just – That's got to be cool in 3D. Yeah. That – but nobody mentions that.
0: You know, so, it's – 3D is an interesting thing cuz it's my last TV that I got. I actually went out specifically trying not to buy a 3D television. And I was like, okay, I'm going to walk in the store. I don't want a 3D television. Okay. And I left with a 3D television. Did you? Well, just because it was cheaper actually. It was a Wasn't better it? deal. Yeah. And um and it's like it's the one where you don't have to put the batteries in the glasses. It's an LG one, so you just have it the exact same glasses from the movie theater. Mm. And um things that you Really, what makes 3D interesting is, like in photography, what we call the depth of field. So it's like mm-hmm. how deep the the image naturally is. You know, so if it's two people standing next to each other, it's really not very cool. But if you have someone way in the background and way in the foreground, it becomes pretty cool. So it's a, it really I think depends on the, the setup of the shot, which is why sometimes things don't come across right.
1: Well, and then converting it from 2D yeah. to 3D. It wasn't originally played out that way. It right. depends on how the director, it, it, just his style. I'm sure there's some directors, their style of, of photography in a 2D world would fit very well into a 3D and and mm-hmm. vice versa. There's probably some that just would stink. And so, you know, I don't know how this is going to play out. I'm getting mixed reviews but on the 3D for the Star Wars, but we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how that, that comes out. It is exciting. It is exciting that, you know, my daughter, my youngest one, of course, is my other ones. She's too cool for that now, even though secretly <laughs> she does. She does want to go see it. So that's, um, you know, sh- she's in junior high. So it's semi cool. It's not super cool. But uh, she's getting into the Star Wars Clone Wars, which mm-hmm. I really didn't get into the, the TV show. Mm hmm. And so I actually went out. It took me a while to find it, but I had to buy the movie that started the the series. Oh, cool! And now I got to go out and find the you know uh, season one because it's not excuse me, it's not on um Netflix. it's not on Netflix or anything like that. Lucas has pretty tight control. I can yeah. go on iTunes and pull it, but it's like super expensive. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do.
0: Interesting. It's,
1: it's kind of you, you. Things like that. You think. That's where – and I'm not doing this, people out there, so FBI, don't listen in, but, uh, you know, where you go to sites to pull down these episodes illegally. Yeah. You know, when you don't offer it out there.
0: Yeah. You know, or you know, when you offer people... it in a very inflated price.
1: Right. So people now are going out and trying to find better ways of, of getting it. Just to give you an idea, uh, you know, prices eventually do go down. I was um, – man, we are going on a sidetrack here. Um <laughs> I was, I was a huge, I still am, West Wing, the TV show. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, huge West Wing fan. And I was at Sam's uh, last weekend um, t- trying to get medicine and other things for <laughs> home, uh, the sick one at home. And I saw that they had um, the first
0: season of West
1: Wing, and it was like $13. Wow. So $13 for 22 episodes. Not bad. So, you know, you could, if they put prices like that on it... On mm-hmm. iTunes instead of like thirty some dollars, yeah, and you're only getting, you know, thirty minute episodes. These are even, you know, that's twenty two episodes. Those are hour long. Yeah. So I don't know. It's you got the sci you got the fans out there. They're willing to buy. Mm-hmm. Just put it at a decent price.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Agree.
1: There's, there's my pedestal. Okay. Pedestal for the moment. I guess we better go to our outline mm-hmm. of what we actually were talking about last week, and that we can talk about this week. I think. We so. Should. Yeah. The first, the first article here is three million dollar gaming project could help s- spark STEM or what you want to call it, Jerry. Steam. Steam and STEM stands for what?
0: What STEM stand for? Science, technology, engineering, mathematics. And then a- the A, Steam. The most important part because it comes first because
1: it's the first Apples. letter of the
0: alphabet. A. No. Oh what? Artichoke. Arithmetic. No. Oh. Art.
1: Art. Oh, arts. Art. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so what's what's this uh, what's this article about?
0: We can have a shameless um, Ed Reach plug too, because Ed Reach has just started their arts roundtable. Oh, Very that's good. right. Yeah. They should yeah. invite you. I would like to. They sh- they-, they
1: wink wink nudge nudge. Should invite <laughs> Jerry. He-, he might know a little bit about arts. <laughs> the arts, right. the small background. Small. Background.
0: Um. So, uh, what were we talking? About? Oh, STEM. <laughs> stim. <laughs> Yeah, the article, the three million dollar gaming project. I think you know you can read through here basically. Um, so the the sub headline is MIT, uh, d- which we I guess we can we're gonna talk more about. Yeah, yeah, the inner circle. MIT okay. developing a massive multiplayer online uh, game to help high school students with math and science. So uh, the things that stood out to me in this this article were obviously using MMOs. Um, based towards high school and then you know to teach math and science so I guess the, the first pro what's the first problem anytime that you want to do anything like this it's financing right it's money mm-hmm. so uh, the Gates Foundation has come up and given three million dollars to three million dollars oh, that's right to MIT um, in what they call the education arcade to build an MMO so, sounds pretty interesting. Um, it doesn't give a ton of. I'm looking through here again. Doesn't give a ton of details. Um, it says pretty many broad. Yeah, many players' avatars can interact and cooperate or compete directly in the same virtual world. So the virtual world that they're going to be um, uh, completing. So obviously, this interested me with my my uh, my virtual worldedness. Um, always like to see that you know when that's coming together more. I think it's in the world. It's hard because we almost split hairs when you get into the world of education and gaming, <clears throat> and sometimes education and virtual worlds are kind of on a, a similar tangent because they use a lot of the same technologies, but they they veer off the road a little bit just primarily because they're not always game based. So you know, but I think it's important to keep the two together because they're, they're kind of fighting the same war. Um, so Filament Games, Wisconsin-based games production studio. Interesting. Well, you, I think we're going to move our um,
1: our outline around here, but go ahead. So okay. we're going to put we'll put all this inner circle stuff
0: together. Yeah. Um, so it, it uh, I don't know why there's a second page because there's really nothing on the second page, but um, <laughs> kind of ends on the first page there. So just a, it, it, it's pretty broad. Doesn't say a lot about it. Um, 3D simulations games using graphic graphical programming language. Uh, mobile platforming games, you know, it, it essentially just kind of says they, the money is now there for STEM or STEAM to create some kind of effective gaming tool using math or science at the high school level. Very cool. And it talks, it does talk about Filament Games, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which uh, yeah, they... They've been tagged
1: to be the creator of the, the primary software developer. Okay, so Filament Games now is connected with BrainPop. Mm -hmm. and those remember we talked about the free games that are available on on brain pop well those are through filament games well i also have a um a friend of mine a science teacher at a junior high just in neighboring district he is working with brain pop he's trying to get you know connected with them a little bit more because he really likes some of the stuff that they're doing but also the games and he contacted uh was it beth quinn Mm-hmm. Uh, from Filament Games, who is kind of their uh, research uh, person for their for their games, and uh, he passed along. I guess she sent an email to him talking about the new games that they're coming up with, and she said, "Pass this on to any educators that you know might be interested." So, I'm going to contact her this this week and see if we can get her on. Because there, some of these games are really nice. Yeah, <laughs> really nice on 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 Brain Pop. So it's kind of exciting that. That this group has um, connected with, with MIT, but also with an active gaming group, which is Filament Games for Education.
0: Yeah, I think games um, and learning. I, I think the maybe what's going to be powerful about this is when you take the money and sink it into something that's got secure backgrounds, some but something that's already sort of proven itself. Right. You know, filament Games, the STEM or Steam movement. <laughs> um, MIT, a big player in this, you know, the, the Wisconsin inner circle, which we'll talk about. So so you've got a lot of people that are already interested, have already researched and have already done a lot on it. And then you're going to sink money into it. You know, I think yeah. I think that's what's interesting, as opposed to initially just being like, OK, here's a grant. See what you can do with it. You right. know, it, it's kind of like they've proven that they can do something. So now let's now let's give them more money to see what they can really do with it. Right. So the the next article –
1: I, Jerry, I kind of moved that around a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says White House office studies benefits of video games. Um, let's see. If you are – it starts off here. If you're training on a new job someday soon with a video game controller, you, you might start using a video game controller to to learn about this new job. And that's Constance uh, – was it Stein-Cooler? Mm-hmm. Uh And so I started looking into her trying to find out you what know, what is she – you know, what does she do? But she is actually, um, she's on an 18 month assignment in the white house studying the civic potential of video games. Well, then mm-hmm. I kind of looked into her a little bit more and she is married to Jerry, you know, Wisconsin, Madison, Kurt Squire.
0: Okay, that's where I was going.
1: That's where you're going. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I was going to do a big dramatic Kurt Three. Squire. Yeah, right. But... Kurt Squire.
1: Yeah. So we have Kurt Squire, uh, University of Wisconsin Madison we have MIT and so and then it kind of rolls around because then we have our uh, friend of Ed gamer um, uh, FOE that'd be um, uh, James G from Arizona State So all of these players are huge players into this this gates three million dollars hmm right? Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, the White House, which has somebody from University of Wisconsin madison and then you have James G, who's with the MacArthur Foundation mm-hmm. and you know i Civic and then Filament Games. And it's amazing how you start looking at all these people that are involved uh, within filament games and all these other groups that are dealing with games and learning and they they're MIT, but all of mm-hmm. them seem to stem from stem, oh, that was good, stem from uh, University of Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. And
1: quite a bit. And it, it seems like that seems like the epicenter of a lot of this. And those that follow games and learning know that that's that's one of the major hubs mm-hmm. for games and learning. And um, that's it's just kind of interesting. So back to this article here, White House Office studies benefits of video games. So what they're doing is looking at civic education so stein studies video games since last september she's been a senior policy analysis for analysis analyst for the white house office of science and technology where she's shaping the Obama administration policies around games that improve health education civic engagement and other, uh, and the environment hmm. so and this is hooked through the uh the School of Education at the University of Wisconsin,
0: mm-hmm. with the MacArthur
1: Foundation. <laughs> it's
0: like holy crap! Stuff just keeps coming up. It's like we're part and, of a the conspiracy theory. Yes, and is somebody going to take us out? I think so. It's probably. You know what? I think we should let the FBI listen to our show just to <laughs> more listeners. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: So it's uh, it's it's just very interesting how this is all together. So we have MIT, the the grant there. We have somebody within the Obama administration who's connected, you know, also with the University of Wisconsin Madison. Um the person at MIT, they graduated from uh University of Wisconsin too, didn't they?
0: I think so. yes. Yeah. Uh who was that? Um Knopf, Knopfler. Um Knopfler? Knopfler, yeah. Sorry for butchering that. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so, know what I th- the most interesting part of this entire article is? 10. The fact that there is an 18-month assignment at the White House studying the civic potential of video games. How I do I crazy. get that? That's awesome. That is wonderful. Yeah. No, I think you should
1: be on an 18-month assignment on making sure that the A is added in STEM. <laughs> I would like that. Yeah. I think you'd have a, a good success with that. <laughs> so, next article, going back to University of Wisconsin- Madison is the uh, GLS, which is the Games and Learning uh, Portal, which is on uh, the University of Wisconsin-Madison. But then they have their conference, which is the Games and Learning Conference, Mm -hmm. which is being held this summer, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that's being held from June 13th through 15th, uh, and in Madison, Wisconsin.
0: One of my favorite places in the world. It is pretty. It's awesome. It's very pretty. They know how to host a football game, that's for sure.
1: They do. And yeah. it's it's quite interesting.
0: You know, they had those um,
1: marches on the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past was a year ago, wasn't it? Because it was in the winter.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm th- thinking it's already a year ago.
1: And uh, was did that take place? Because you were we were looking at the maps, so everybody can visualize. Close your eyes. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a big lake around uh, Madison, mm-hmm. and there's a kind of a. The, what is that? Center Square?
0: You got Capitol Square, yeah, and then you've got Mendota and Monona, and there's there's it's kind of right in the middle. But uh, right. Capital Square, yeah, it's, it's, and, That's the capital right there, isn't it? Yeah, and you, and you drive you you drive right around it. It's very wonderful, very accessible, and you um, it, it's beautiful to look okay, at too.
1: And it's interesting because I didn't know from the pictures, of course, that the water is only like a block or so away. <laughs> it
0: is not far.
1: Yeah. Both sides. So that was. That's pretty cool how that's all set up.
0: Yeah, it it, it is beautiful, that I will say.
1: So the uh, GLS conference uh, this summer, um, what's the, <laughs> to register, Jerry, um, yes. very expensive, isn't it?
0: Um, you know what? I, I'm going to say this is at least for teachers, which are probably most people listening to this show, um, besides mom. Sorry, mom, you're going to have to pay full price. But um, <laughs> it, it looks, okay, and maybe we're missing something here we pr- will probably get an email people, yeah. <laughs> stop telling people the prices you're wrong That's a, yeah but it looks like under registration fees so there's an educator symposium right which is fifty dollars mm-hmm. and i i don't see anything about that yet um on, know, like, it's on a specific day sometimes. yeah um day. early bird register regular registration three hundred and fifty dollars but early bird student and teacher is fifty dollars yeah so that's a great deal. If that's for the entire conference, oh, um, it just says to be teacher or student. You just have to be practicing K through twelve, pre K through twelve. So um, teacher and uh, or uh, or enrolled as a currently enrolled doesn't even say it a full time student accredited high school, college, university, or technical school. Cool.
1: And it's so basically, let's say you sign up now. Which I don't know if there's a way to um, sign up yet because I'm not seeing a link or anything for that. Are you?
0: Um,
1: uh, not really seeing it.
0: No. But they
1: they talk about so if you sign up for the uh, educator symposium, which I'm guessing that's geared really towards educators, mm-hmm. and then the early bird student teacher. So you're paying a hundred dollars to go up there, and it sounds like you know thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. You know, you got three days of a fun people and cool do that, like
0: stuff seriously reduced early bird one but the regular student teacher registration says it's only $75. Right. So that's not bad at all. No. do
1: I have a funny feeling that there'd probably be some uh gaming going on during the day and at night. Oh yeah. That'd be great. I, I just I just have this feeling that there
0: would be some people that might do that. I think there might be a little bit of that.
1: And I have a funny feeling that uh our FOE um, um James G, probably get out some of the, you know, probably playing skirm, um, you know. Dr. James G?
0: Yes. Yes. Did I say that? I don't know. Did, Did you, said- <laughs> maybe you, maybe you cut out on me because I just heard our FOE and then total. Ew. Total. Uh, okay. So, fun stuff there, I think.
1: Are you, are connection okay? Are you still there? Okay. I'm still here. Okay. Okay, we're good. Anything else on the conference? I th- I think that's it. Okay, so uh, we'll keep up to date on that. I think uh, Jerry and I are going to. We're looking at make maybe making a road trip. Yeah, I think it would be awesome. I think that'd be kind of cool.
0: So we'll make up shirts to say we are
1: Ed oh, oh, okay. So hopefully Dan or Scott or you know Judy or or Jay or listening, <laughs> we need to have our own Ed gamer t-shirt so we can go up there. It would be awesome. Reach. I'm guessing they would like us to wear... Probably EdReach. Reach so, stuff. Yeah. But Ed Gamer would be cool. Yeah. Actually, you'd probably get teased because you go, <laughs> Ed Gamer. what's that all about? It should be games and learning.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
1: <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're at the wrong conference. They're at the wrong conference. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, next thing here. I want to give a little update on, on my experience points. Uh-huh.
0: project.
1: And like I said, it's been a busy week uh, taking care of kids. And I'm also involved in our one to one task force. I, li- I like that. It sounds like, you know, one to one task force.
0: Sounds like a military initiative.
1: Never yeah. Um, and I-, I know there was somebody that responded. And I'm going to respond today talking about the experience points. I put up a Google Doc. It's basically a forum that-, that creates, you have a table. And shows the different levels and then I enter in on a form how many experience points the kids get and that keeps track of that. I do have to say the kids are thoroughly engaged with have wanting to know their experience points. <clears throat> and I have to figure out, you know, better ways of getting that done a little bit quicker because I don't want to lose their interest. Yeah. But that being said, as I do keep that up to date, the kids are they're you know through Edmodo they're uh, sending me messages you know are you going to put the experience points up today are you going to do this Are you going to do that <laughs> you know i reached level 3 mr gilbert you know am i getting my prize tomorrow you know my reward very very cool that's so awesome i'm really really excited good and that's been that's been a lot of fun and like i said if we got a good response gotten good response from uh, the listeners out there, and, and others, and then also my students,
0: huh.
1: and I've been having a fun time with that. Good stuff. So, so speaking of conferences, uh-huh. uh, there's one that you are you are virtually attending.
0: I am virtually attending. That sounds yes. that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah, there's a new. Uh, uh, well, okay, it's not new to me. I guess it's, it's, it is new to me. Um, I guess it's not new because I think it says it's in its fifth. Fifth year fifth annual is that right I think so oh, right, yeah yeah um, so it's a virtual world conference uh, best practices in education March fifteenth or seventeenth 2012 yep fifth annual conference uh, looks pretty neat it's gonna talk about all different kinds of I, I think one of the things that they're trying to do is they're holding it in second life um, because that's a pretty common meeting space for virtual mm-hmm. world people but they don't want to limit the 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 educational, you know, they don't want to limit it to people using Second Life for educational purposes, because it right. says here, um, Second Life, Open Sim, World of Warcraft, Minecraft, or Club Penguin, um, which is, some people may not know for, for younger children. Yes, and my,
1: both my daughters uh, love Club Penguin, which is actually Disney. Hmm. It's a, it's a product like a, it's kind of like an MMO for... For young kids, but it's a great way to, for parents to have it because you can
0: keep track of what they're doing. So, so I think of some nice of the, the most interesting parts, it says. Um, opportunities for participants in all virtual worlds and games to share innovative teaching, learning and research practices in 3D virtual environments. Here's what I think is the most interesting part of all of this, because it's online and virtual. The 2011 VWBPE event in Second Life was attended by almost 2,500 individuals, which it mentions this is, you know, grassroots. So it's not, you know, it's still trying to, when you click on their list of sponsors, I, I don't think there's even anyone out there yet. Um, so it's still it's still trying to build. And 2,500 certainly isn't bad for... Uh, you know, a self-built conference. Mm -hmm. But the impressive part is 2,500 individuals representing 91 countries and territories around the globe. I don't think that that's a number you will find anywhere else in a a regional or local conference. You know, out of 2,500 people, they have almost 100 different countries. That's that's a pretty impressive ratio. Yeah. So I I think that should be kind of neat. I look forward to attending it and Maybe running into some people that I know, hopefully. Very cool.
1: And I think this is out of Canada?
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, we looked on the – yeah, and if you're confused by – if you go to – let's see, where was it? Is it on the About, I think? Um, oh, yeah, because on the About page, there's the international distribution. Still a lot of North American, but um, also a lot of European, which is kind of cool. Right. Um, and then, uh, if you go down to the bottom and you see the names, um, we looked up most of these people and I think they're all from Canadian areas. Those, those SL names in the parentheses are their second life names, which is how you would find them. So gotcha. that's not some crazy, crazy, uh, crazy pen name or something. Yes. Oh, gotcha. I was, I was, <laughs> where
1: are you going with that? No. <laughs> Where are you going with that? Okay, and then uh a a conference that's near and dear to us. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very sad that uh I will not be there, but that's yeah, that's well, kind of I a funding. Issue. It's kind of a funding issue through my, my school district, but uh the ICE conference mm-hmm. and that does has nothing to do with um uh immigration <laughs> uh, because that's the other ICE. I remember going being at Um, a gathering for the governing board. And there were some police officers there and they saw us all with these ice t-shirts and they thought we were with the immigration. Oh, They're like, no. you guys are doing a good job.
0: <laughs> well,
1: thanks. Appreciate it.
0: Hey, thanks officer.
1: Yeah. yeah we're helping educate the students of Illinois. <laughs> good. Yeah. No. Good. So, That's I funny. That was...
0: Yeah. I, you know, the first time that I heard of it, the first time it even got brought up, I was so ridiculously confused because it was something that just came in my email. And I was um, at that time doing snow sculpting you know because it's always in like february yeah. and it's perfect time for snow sculpting so i'm like the ice conference it's like man i can barely get these kids making sculptures out of snow i don't think i can even start with ice <laughs> carving turns oh, out how old were you I'm <laughs> just, just messing <laughs> it's all about the way you see things right not good with acronyms. perception yeah. so the
1: ice conference which mm-hmm. is the illinois computer educators yeah there's a conference held each year, and that's up in St. Charles, Illinois, which is near Chicago, mm-hmm. and it's at Pheasant Pheasant Run. Pheasant Run, right down the it's street like from Pheasant me. Ridge. I was like, no, Pheasant Run. And there's about 3,000 3, 3, 3, yeah, so. participants. About right. and you got speakers and and such. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people from EdReach that are involved
0: in this conference. I'll uh, be there running the virtual world table. Yes. Now, are you doing a poster? yeah yeah i'm doing a it's uh it's kind of a weird mix because i do a poster session so explain what that is some some people might not know so poster session is kind of like um i mean literally it's usually a tip trick or something on foam as opposed to a little poster or something you know displayed from a projection used to be posters and that's probably where it got its name but um so it's (laughs) essentially one person standing there and kind of waiting for people to walk past and just giving a brief um maybe not a demonstration but just more information about a certain Mm -hmm. subject so like mine is virtual worlds and last year i talked about the virtual worlds i did with my grad work and i quickly learned that although it was interesting people were just very much more interested in how they could fit it into a K through 12 environment. So this right. year we'll be talking about the Hive project we did, which is all right, you know, high school based. So, um, but we also have a, um, it's a virtual world playground. So our goal this year is I have a bunch of students coming from Northern um, from their games and technology lab and they're going to show people um you know we've given them an option they can show people minecraft world of warcraft or um or like second life type stuff and so they'll have laptops with them and they'll allow anybody that stops by to kind of mess around and see these programs i think that's the first step of understanding for a lot of people it's just seeing these programs because sometimes they hear these words like minecraft what is it yeah what's you know, that what is that so i think just associating visuals will will be for people that are interested will get more technical with how they can physically do this and then with people that are just kind of you know fearful out of out of ignorance it'll it'll be you know i wouldn't say ignorance just not knowing okay ignorance probably a harsh <laughs> word fearful out of uh, what's the word i'm looking for then there's just there's, there's some lack kind of, of word. knowledge lack of understanding yeah, just not, not knowing, just not so... Not knowing. Not knowing. Ignorance so it'll is be harsh. An, it'll be an introduction. <laughs> okay. There'll be nothing harsh about the poster presentation. No. We now... Promise. We'll give out candy. That's always good. Okay. It's always good to have.
1: There you go. Um, there, you know, there's a lot of, of stuff going on with, with the con, um, this conference. I'm looking at some of these here. They have keynote speaker Peter Reynolds... Uh, New York Times best selling author and illustrator, renowned public speaker and founder of Fable Vision, an award winning educational multimedia company. Uh let's see, on Thursday, Karen Cater is the director of Office of Educational Technology, US Department of Education. I want that job. Yeah. That sounds cool. That would be awesome. Okay. So and then um William Rankin. Why does that name sound familiar? He's a professor, associate professor of English, director of educational innovation at Abilene – Abilene, sorry, Christian University in Abilene, Texas. Makes sense. Hmm. Signed the initiative that became ACU Connected. ACU's pioneering one-to-one that gave every student an iPhone or iPod touch as a platform for exploring the next wave of mobile learning. Cool. Of course, Steve Dembo. Have you met Steve? I don't – I'm not sure. Do you follow him? Former kindergarten teacher and school of, uh, and school director of technology, he's Discovery Education's director of social media strategy, and he works does stuff with um, you know Discovery. Hmm, cool. So very cool stuff. Uh, just United Streaming and other technologies that they work on. So very cool. Nice. So there's yeah there's a lot of lot of good speakers uh, at this man. This is a full page.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, full page. So. A lot of good speakers. Uh, Kim Zimmer. Do you know Kim? I think so. She's, she's an ed reacher. Yeah. Uh, she's worked in education uh, technology for eight years, currently works as technology facilitator. I always f- can't pronounce. Is it Avaco? Oh, Avocado. Wow. That's what I always think of. <laughs> Sorry, Kim. Uh, it looks like Avaco West Elementary School in Glenview. So very good stuff from her. She's a Mac person. Nice. I remember that vividly. So great conference, a lot of a lot of speakers. And you know, if you're around the Midwest, I think this is and not too far from the Chicago area. It'd be pretty cool if you were able to, to come and show up. If not this year, put it on your books for next year. It's usually um, you know, around this time each year. And I think that's about it.
0: I'm looking on I, my I think it's a fun conference to go to just because of the venue. Pheasant Run is cool. I mean, they've got like the area set aside for the large, you know, merchant stuff. But then, like, you, all the rooms are so different from like being right. in an auditorium to Zanies is so cool. And then
1: I got to I got to present there. Last I
0: time. remember I snuck in at the end of that. That's that was so cool. You know, Zanies is awesome, and then you've got just like the whole uh, Mardi Gras type feel to the yeah. to the. But- the bad thing is, is, if you don't know the, if
1: you it know is the so building,
0: easy to get lost. Yeah, yeah that's
1: where my uh, soul studies degree comes in handy. I yeah. plot my compass and <laughs> move this way. Yeah, that's always that's always helpful. So, anything else for the good of the cause? I think that's it. Okay, well, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. Please follow us on EdReach.us, and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Hey, Jerry, I just thought about this. What? I'm noticing more people are doing video
0: casts. Okay.
1: My face is made for radio. I was gonna say I'm a face for radio here. Uh, (laughs) I'll. I'll I don't think my wife would say that, but you know, it's just it's it's not like I'm Matthew McConaughey.
0: You know what we should do is we should like make little paper cutouts and just hold a different one in front of us each week. You I'll could interview Matthew. me as different guests. And if I could be Matthew, my wife would start watching this. <laughs> just, just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Just
1: saying. Okay. Uh,
0: thanks for listening.
1: Have a great week.
0: If the FBI is listening, this is all Zach's idea.
1: <laughs> Which one? You. <laughs> great.